Welcome, everybody, and welcome back to your daily edition of the Trig Podcast of Joy on this beautiful Friday. How are you, my dear friend? I hope that you're wrapping up an awesome week and getting ready for an incredible weekend. I want to talk to you this day about a little bit of my story in terms of success and achievement, and also a little bit of how I am managing my current situation in terms of success in hopes to, and I share this in hopes to give you maybe a, I guess, some encouragement in terms of where you might be in life with regards to your goals and your dreams, your ambitions, the things that you want to see in your life, whether it's to lose weight, to gain weight, whether it's, I know, (laughs) who wants to gain weight, but you know, there might be one person out there to um, make more money, to be able to help more people, whatever your goal may be in life. It might be that you just want to rest more and have more peace in your life. How do you then achieve those goals in light of your current situation? And so, I want to give you a few tips. So let me first start with, as I said, a little bit of my story and my current situation and how I'm processing that. Let me start by saying that I have always been a someone who wins at life. I've always prided myself in being a Midas, like a, having a Midas touch that everything I touch turns to gold. And that's not pride. I just want to say up front, I don't consider myself an egotistical person or someone who's seeking to to be to be uh, noticed or any of that. I consider myself a humble person, but since I was a young man, I've always had wins. School was easy for me. Music was easy for me. I traveled to this country when I was eight years old by myself, basically, and I did that without a hitch. I learned a new language in a matter of months. I excelled in two languages, two cultures, even though I didn't have all of the bells and whistles. I grew up in a very humble environment, far from my parents, lots of obstacles, a war, separation, abandonment issues, eventually, as, as you know, uh, anxiety in my 20s, 30s, and I would say since then. But from my early memories, I've always been an overachiever. You might relate to that. For example, I remember I was in the back of the bus. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. And so I would take the school bus home and I had a, Rub- I had a Rubik's Cube. Remember those? And I was the Rubik's Cube champion of my school. (laughs) Silly, but it's just one example of just the kind of high achiever that I've always been. And again, let me say that this this wasn't a something that I was pursuing. It was just a natural expression of who I am. I've always been great at everything. I remember... I was learning, wanting to play the piano, and I had this friend who had been playing the piano since he was five, and he was just a, a just a, a master. He was maybe sixteen at the time, and a jazz pianist, and just an acclaimed, in my eyes, piano player. And one day, I just sat next to him and watched him, and I picked it up. Not jazz, not nowhere near his level. Even to this day, I'm not, I'm not that great. But my point is that whatever I put my mind to, I achieve whether it's music, whether it's 
technology, whether it's mentoring people or counseling people or physically, for example, when I was in my uh, 35, 36, late 30s, I felt out of shape. And so on my own, just through books and reading and experimentation and asking people, I got into the best shape of my life. And I maintained that for maybe five years. And uh, I would say up until the last five years, I was pretty fit. Now I feel like I'm just an average Joe, but <laughs> education, oh yeah, awards just every day since I was in kindergarten. Anyway, uh, this is not a list of my accomplishments. I'm, I'm giving you that as a backdrop to explain to you why it's so hard now to feel like I'm losing at life. You might be like, oh, you're not losing at life. Let me explain what I mean. To me, success is external things. Even though I don't pursue those things, since I was a young man, I have focused on something and it turns to gold, as I said. Well, I would say the last hmm, 10 years, I have, I have lost. I have, I have been like the Lakers. A franchise that's been amazing and a, and a storied franchise, but they haven't won in so long, right? Since the Kobe years or the Dodgers, same thing. That's exactly how I feel. Even though I am a, a winner and blessed by God and all these things and talents and all these things, um, I would say I haven't won at life. I'm talking about my work primarily in the last 10 years. In my current situation, I, um, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle to win. To win in the ways that I expected, as in to double the size of my church, to triple, heck, I mean to quadruple the size of my church in a year or two, just based on my gifts and my ability to recruit and train and mentor and all the rest. Well, that hasn't happened. In fact, I think the opposite has happened. I think I've I think I've um, reduced my church by 50%. And this is not about my church, by the way. I, I do believe that, that we will succeed. I have no doubt, actually. And that's maybe what I want to tell you, is that I think that when you are a winner, like you and I are, I know that most of you who listen to this podcast, you are the same way. You feel and you know you're anointed, called, gifted. You're just a unique person. You are a, a five-star player. You are you're the cream of the crop, right? That's the kind of person that I hang out with, and I'm sure, and I know you are the same way. But when you are in a place, when your circumstances don't tell you that, there are a few things that happen. So I want to give you a few, I guess, just tips on just what I'm learning. First of all, when you are failing at life, meaning, let's say right now, even though you, you have always been a winner, I would say, first of all, know that that is normal for most people. Meaning that to not win at everything is normal to most people, just not to you and me. Whether you are an Enneagram 3, an INFJ, those are my types, whether you are a whatever driver, a type A, whatever you you've learned about your personality type and all these things it could be the strengths finders whatever right if you know that you're a winner and a champion you know that right since birth it's just who you are and you're currently not winning 
number one, realize that this is what everyone else deals with. So I guess just to say that just because you and I haven't experienced loss or failure until recently, it doesn't really make us that strange. I mean, this is normal to most people. Just think about your best friends. They've all dropped out of school, lost jobs, had a failed marriage, went bankrupt, lost their home. I mean, just what we would consider have failed at life, right? And they're still doing great, right? Or they've learned a lot, etc. So that's number one. Number two is you will survive. You will win again. Even though my current church, and I would say maybe the last two, three jobs that I've had, I have, I, in my opinion, this is not what you would say, but this is what I would say about, about my life. I would say that I have failed at my last few jobs, including the current one. In spite of all that, I am convinced that I will succeed. First and foremost, because I'm a winner, and so are you. Second, because everything in my mind, in my heart, in my thoughts, I'm doing the right thing. Even though right now, let's say, just speaking of my church, I feel like the things are going in the wrong direction. I actually don't feel that way. I feel like we're right on track to do something very, 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 very difficult, which is to, anyway, I, I won't go into the details. My point is, I have a plan, and I know that we're going to win at some point no idea when how i don't know if people will be patient with me i don't know if i'll be patient with myself but i know that we will win once again number three is that god is shaping me in the middle of these failures in the middle of not winning at life obviously right it goes back to number one god is trying to do something in me in us when we lose i think that it's a shock to the system to not win, to not have everything just turn to gold. And yes, you will win at life once again because it's just who you are. It's your your nature, it's your pattern, it's just it's just it's your calling. It's it's your it's your nature, yes. But of course, I've had to learn a ton of stuff that I really had to learn. When my body's a mess, when my church is small when I'm not done with all my education the way that I expected to by now, I'm, I'm almost 50 and I thought I'd have a PhD by now. Those things, of course, have taught me a ton of things, mostly, as I said, to trust in God, to depend upon Him, to, you know what, and I'm not going to say that it's taught me to not be about success. That's who I am. God created me to succeed. So I don't subscribe to the notion that Oh, you know, God just wants you to be more humble. I am humble. I'm being humbled even more. <laughs> or nor, nor do I subscribe to the notion that, well, God wants you to be happy with a church of 20. No, he doesn't. Not for me. Or what? It's, that would be like saying, well, he's happy that you're 20 pounds overweight. No, he's not. I need to work out. And guess what? I will succeed at, in, in terms of my fitness once again. And so, learning these lessons, of course, it is extremely difficult, And but there's no, I would, I would not have learned them any other way, and I don't want to keep learning. I'm, I'm done learning. Okay, God, enough. Give me my church of a thousand. Give me my, my salary of 250. 
Uh, Give me my success as I know you have created me to have. I don't believe, I don't for a second believe that God is saying, well, you know, that's not me. I'm not in that. That's just all the flesh. No way. No way. I've always succeeded. And I know I will succeed once again. And I don't, and I know that none of this is selfish gain or some sort of sin or something wrong. No. I was the Rubik's Cube champion, Rubik's Cube champion in sixth grade. <laughs> Meaning, just like I wanted life back then with innocence, just being me with no pretense, and yet everyone was just watching me, and, and I love that even to this day. In the same way, I know that I will win at life once again without pretense, without selfish gain. So, perseverance. I would say number four is it really does, maybe this is the same thing, it tests It tests your perseverance. Yeah, this I guess is the same thing. I think that not winning at life these last few years, 10 years, has really tested my my resolve do i really want to succeed at church yes do i really want to succeed in my education absolutely do i want to succeed in my physical appearance and my fitness goals yes it is difficult the older that i get when it comes to fitness obviously you know right it's it gets harder and harder it gets worse (laughs) but I have my vision board, I have my goals on my wall, I have apps where I do these daily affirmations, of course, the Word of God, of course, I'm working hard, of course, I persevere. I would say the next thing that I've learned is I have learned a lot about my bad habits, or let me put it this way, yeah, of course, that too, but I mean my my weaknesses. I don't like conflict, I don't like people to oppose me, to criticize me, all things that I've known, of course, forever, but these things have become even more and more clear the when i don't you know the more that i have failed at at, at life you know i don't want to call it failure it's not a moral failure i'm just talking about my my work success the more that i have not been on top of my of my job success the more that i have seen and learned all of my ups and downs i have become more aware of my gifts and my talents but also of my of my weaknesses and and those are the things that i keep giving to god and learning and reading books and talking to mentors and there are a lot of things that i haven't done you know i think leading a church it's it reminds me of playing the piano i wasn't something that i had been that i had that i had been doing for many years but just like with the piano i i will pick it up i will learn how to succeed at church i will First, because it's my passion. As I said, the, when, you cha- when you're challenged by life and you don't succeed, it really tests your resolve. I really want to succeed at church. Not for me. I want to help people. I want to see the young girls and the young men and the couples and the elderly of my church win at life, succeed at life, whatever that means to them. Spiritually, physically, mental health, emotionally, financially, every area of life, physically. It tests my resolve. Do I really want to do that or am I going to go and sell life insurance? Heck no. I am a church person. I love music. I love creating. I love mentoring. I love coaching people. I love 
I love the church. I love Jesus. I love his cause. My wife and I are one in that. We love to help the least of these. We love to succeed. We want to help a ton of people. It tests your resolve. I would say, what, number five? It, I think it teaches you a lot about, yeah, personality. It, 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 it had shown me so much about, yeah, I guess I'm repeating myself a little bit here, about my personality. But maybe here's what I really mean. It also proves to me or shows me my strengths. Just like it shows me my weaknesses, it also shows me my strengths. You know, I've never considered myself a great speaker. Of course, I, I compare myself to the greats. I mean, Martin Luther King Jr., Joel Osteen, uh, some of these guys that are just amazing communicators and orators, Obama, of course. I mean, so my, my standards are off the charts as usual. But I don't consider myself a great speaker, a great communicator, but I've worked, oh my goodness, so hard to become myself, to learn from the best. I have taken oof, so many hours. I've spent hours, maybe thousands of hours, refining my communication skill, communication skill, communication skills, speaking of. And I'm continuing to improve. People criticize me all the time about everything. My speaking, my leading, my lack of love. My, I mean, it's just, that's what leadership is all about, right? But none of that matters to me because I, I do, it does matter to me as far as I analyze it. I don't mean that I ignore it. Of course, it affects me. I, it hurts me when people criticize me. It hurts me deeply. It takes me a day or two, sometimes only hours. It used to be, it used to take me months to get over criticism. Now, it takes me a 24 hours and I'm over it. I've worked, I've worked hard to know who I am. But yeah, when you face challenges, it really focuses your gifts. I'm an amazing communicator. Maybe I'm not Joel Osteen or these guys, but I know I can fill a room with my communication skills. I know I'm an amazing musician. I've always known that. I know I'm a great leader with my imperfections and my personality and all these things, but every great leader, including Steve Jobs, had quirks and, I mean, I know a pastor of a, what, 10,000-member church who was let go, not because of moral failure or because of stealing money. You know why? Because he was a mad, you know, he was a, he was a, a mean butt to his staff and to his congregation. So, what, he was a perfect leader? Obviously, he had great communication skills, but he was uh, an idiot to most people. My point is, I'm not trying to be perfect, but I know I'm an amazing leader, communicator, even though I deal with, of course, with insecurity, only because I'm not winning at life. And when it comes to communication, let me just say this, I've always felt gifted, called, I love it, but I have a unique way of communicating, whether it's awkward or messy or all over the place or passionate or boring or inconsistent or yes to all those things. I am, I am always trying to refine and to be more and more, I guess, simple and clear, and I feel like I am. Sometimes I feel like I get lost. Sometimes I feel like I'm boring. Other times I feel like I'm too excited or passionate. 
Absolutely. But that's the, that's the journey of learning how to be the best, how to find your way. I still feel like I'm new to communication. I've mostly sung for 30, 40 years and, commu- and been communicating for the last maybe four, five years. And I feel like I'm finding my way and I'm only going to get better, even though I'll still be me and I'll still say things backwards and people will scratch their heads and like, what? That, that's me. No doubt about that. I think another thing is that, as I said, when you fail at life or fail at work or whatever, it's definitely made me aware of my weaknesses, as I mentioned. You know, they're just things that I really don't enjoy doing. And here's why this matters. When you're someone like me, like someone like us, you think you can do everything at a high level. And guess what? You can. I was an accountant for a few years. I did sales for another few years. Neighborhood stuff, city government, all these things. I succeeded at everything. But I didn't want to do everything. And here's the thing. The more successful leaders, they only do a few things. And they do them at a high, high, high level. Now, when you're at a small church like I am, and I've been now these last 10 years, or different small churches, it really isn't the best setup because you have to be everything to everybody. And it really is a waste of my time. And yet you have to do that because you're small. And I think the benefit is that you can really love people and get involved in people's lives, which is really probably my greatest desire and my greatest joy. But what I mean by it's a waste of time, all I mean is that you really want to have your church firing on all cylinders or your team or your organization. You don't want to be the one who opens and closes and does everything. You're never going to expand or grow or scale that business or that or that opportunity or your music career or your church or whatever your 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 pursuit is you have to expand you have to train other amazing leaders around you but as i said it's taught me a lot of things that i'm not there's this book that i read called the uh, the big leap and it has these really great questions that have really helped me maybe they'll help you as well in terms of determining kind of what you should focus on one of, one of them is, are you better than most at X? If you are better than most, let's say in my case, at speaking, then that probably is, he talks about four levels, your level of, I think it's incompetence, competence, number two, number three is um, excellence, number three, and then the fourth one is genius. Obviously, we all want to be in our, in our, in our zone of genius, right? Obviously, or excellence at least. But I think the question that he asked for that last zone of genius is, are you better than most at, in my case, communication? And again, remember, this is not about pride or ego. This is just simply learning who you are. Now, when it comes to music, am I better than most? Yes. When it comes to leading? Yes. Accounting? No. I'm not better than most. I don't have a desire for, I think I'm, I'm average. I like accounting. I like money and numbers. My undergrad is in that. So the point is, ask yourself, are you better than most at teaching, at music, at sales, at being a principal, whatever your thing is, at parenting, if you want to somehow focus on your parenting? Are you better than most at this particular area? And if so, then that's moving you up the ladder towards the level of genius or at least of excellence. 
if you're not better than most, then you might not want to focus on that. And you might want to learn it, know all about it. But you don't have to be that person. In my case, I don't have to be the IT person, even though I know computers. But I don't want to be the IT person. It's not my level of genius. It's not the best use of my time, would be another way to put it. So I think that when you experience failure, these are all the questions that you have to ask yourself. You know, when I was winning at life and everything that I touched turned to gold, I never asked these questions. And I wish I didn't have to now. I wish I was winning now. And this desert maybe has been longer than I expected. Maybe that's the last point I'll make is, at least for me, it's taken a lot longer than expected. I thought this would be a year or two. It's been 10 years of failing at the things that I consider my... My, my the wins you know the things that i expected and i will have once again i have no idea when but i think that kind of a being patient has been another huge thing that i lack that i don't like but what what choice do i have but to be patient and to trust god and to work hard to pace myself to rest to focus on I don't know, on uh, those, those areas that I really love, to be more bold, to be more assertive, to not be so bold, to not be so assertive, all of those things that, that are lessons to be learned. You know, I feel like even though I'm all over the place um, in this particular episode, I really want to just highlight the, the importance of believing in yourself and of knowing that you will survive, that you will succeed, that God is with you, that you have been called since you were born to be great. That's not just me. I'm not the only one that did these amazing things and I was in the back of the bus figuring out the Rubik's Cube. I know that you did as well. All of us have. We all have been called to do great things in this world. And when you experience failure, when you experience a 10-year, in my, in my case, a 10-year desert experience, guess what? Persevere. Never let go. Never, never, ever let go. Continue to work hard. You feel anxious, depressed, nervous, work through that. Take some medication, see a therapist, pray, yoga, all of the above, eat healthy. You need to learn something new, a new skill, go to school. Take online, heck, there's YouTube. Just go to YouTube school. <laughs> it's free. You have a lot of problems. You're realizing that you're not amazing. Then, okay, then don't focus on those things and focus on who you are. Give those areas away. Delegate those areas to way, away. If you can, hire or just look for a volunteer to help you with those things that you're not amazing at, that you're just okay at, and focus on your level of genius. So here's my question for you today. What is your zone of genius? What's the thing that you're best at than most? Focus on that. Are you at a place right now where you're failing in your opinion, in your book? Persevere. Never let go. Learn new skills. Hang on to God. Learn the lessons now. Because when you win again in a year or five or ten years... You're going to be thankful, I think, for these desert experiences because it's in the desert that we often meet ourselves. We meet the good, the bad, and most of all, we meet who God is. 
And I would say also we meet who people are. I feel more connected to my team than ever before. I've had bigger teams, better teams, you could say, teams that have whatever, maybe served more people. I've never felt more connected to my team of lions than I have than I do now. And guess what? Back then when I had all the great success, I would always pray at night. I would say, Lord, I want to have a team of brothers that we can band together, brothers and sisters, that we can you know, be shoulder to shoulder with and, and be on the same cause and move together as one and change everything. And guess what I have now? I have exactly that. At what price? Oh my goodness. Personal, financial, it's been so expensive. It's been so costly to do this. But this is the path towards greatness at midlife or maybe at your third life or whatever. Maybe you're at your first life or quarter life crisis. The path of excellence requires you finding that band of brothers. Not your family, not your mom, not for me, not just my wife and my amazing kids, but a band of brothers and sisters that you can do amazing things with not life i'm not into doing life together all that stuff i want to change the world with my brothers and sisters and of course have have fun and go see a movie and and just enjoy life of course that too my prayer for you today is that you will find your way in the desert do not give up never settle persevere in jesus name amen subscribe like thank you thank you for listening to the david trigg show Find the complete archive at davidtrick.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning.